home kids now gather round Grab a log and sit right down What's that smell? What's that sound? You're on fire, now hit the ground It's the campfire shit show And now, your camp counselors Bo Hufford and Meryl Climo <laughs> Hi, Bo. Hey, Meryl. Sometimes I forget your name. Sometimes I also get scared that when we talk on the phone and hang up, I'm about to say "love you." Oh, yeah. Do you ever feel that way with me? No, no, never. No, it's more never. of like just a comfort. Like I, you called me yesterday, and as I got off the phone, I almost I was very close to being like "love you," like uh, just in the way that you would say it to your uncle or something. I wouldn't. I don't know what you're doing with your uncle, but well, you know, uh, I wouldn't even skip a beat. It'd be fine because I tell my friends I love multi. I'm like, yeah. okay, love you, peace. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. It doesn't. And matter. it's not like love you. Oh my god, I told my yeah, friend. Yeah, and I hung up and, and be I like, love <laughs> them. Uh, now they know. And I go stand by the ocean, like, yeah. throw a bottle out. I'm like, do I love him? I'm like, no, no, I don't. Okay, so, but one thing that did happen that I did yes, love at yes. podcast movement that I forgot to share what with everyone was it is that you were, and we talked a lot about my foibles and my craziness and silliness and sure. stuff. There was one moment where um, it was a very good thing of them where they were supplying the podcasters free coffee thanks to iHeartRadio. And it wasn't even free coffee. It was like lavender lattes and, you know, oat milk, whatever. And there was a girl standing next to us. And what was she? I think she was like reaching for some sugar or something. Mm. And you had you said something about her getting poisoned. Like, we don't know these people. It was it was two random people. And you like made a joke about. No, I I was, was I was thing? joking about COVID. Mm. I, I was joking about COVID, and she started. She grabbed some sugar and she touched several packets. Oh, that's right. And you and said then put something them back. about and I like, go, I go. Well, now everybody's dying. And then she looked at me, and she said the best phrase that I wrote down. No, I said it as a joke. To be clear, I said it very much like I was like, well, I was like, wow, touching them all, huh? Well, now everybody's dead. <laughs> and and, and uh, I was just joking, and then she didn't understand my humor yes she at looked all. at us and she said the phrase i'm canadian i don't understand your humor <laughs> and like it's so funny because my brain thinks and like i'm like that's the title that's a good title <laughs> like and i thought that was very funny and i love canadians yeah you and know, i just wanted to share that it's it's funny too because like where i used to make jokes like that all the time and everyone would just be like oh, he's joking now with uh with all the shit going on in the world it's like you just don't even know what you can joke about because someone's yeah. like, that's not funny. Right. My grandfather died from COVID. Yeah. It's like, okay, I'm sorry for your grandfather, but that's still a joke. Right. And when you think of all people, Canadians actually would understand that because they have a very like... Eh? Yeah. Like I like Canadian sense of humor a lot. Mm. It seems to be dry and dark and a little bit... Yeah. It's somewhere in between Monty British, Python or something British like. and American. Yeah. Right? I'd it's got a little, a little bit of both. Yeah. But then it's also like the whose line is it anyway? It's like the dad's wearing the bowling shirts and then like <laughs> I, that's exactly my type of humor. Oh, oh my God. That's your type of guy is what it is. Yeah. Oh, t- <laughs> if they look like they could be on whose line is it anyway or front the bare naked <laughs> they ladies. They bowling shirts and like uh, flaring uh, shoes. They always had like weird shoes. Yeah. On. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody always talking about their flamed shoes or shit. Yeah. yeah I'm down with that. Yeah. Okay, hi. Hi, we already said that. I know, but we have to recap. Okay, cap it. You had a wonderful party at your house. Thank you. Thanks for coming. It was the event of the century, I'd say. It was a really rad event. So I know we talked about it in the past, but we had a comedian, writer, uh, performer. Yeah, definitely performer. And uh, past podcast guest, Ian Abramson, had contacted me and wanted to do a small show, a one-man show. And I won't talk about the specifics of the show because I think that's something he would probably yeah. want to like hold on to. Uh, but 
I invited about 18 people. We crowded into my house on the second floor. <laughs> the Canadian and- woman would not have been very excited about, <laughs> about it. Uh, I mean, everyone was vaccinated. That's yeah. the truth. And so um, I'm not, I don't even want to say that. Fucking stupid. I know. Like, uh, I anyway. got introduced to someone yesterday and she was like, Hello, my name is this. I'm vaccinated. I'm like, what do you do for oh, work? And I'm like, delete. Like, oh. <laughs> like that was the, the sentence. Really was like, I'm vaccinated. What do you do for work? And I'm like, oh, you just made my penis shrivel. It's like, like when people ask me, like, are you a Christian? When they first meet me, I'm like, go fuck yourself. Yeah, yeah. Hi, tell me, are you a Christian? Right. Um, not anymore. <laughs> uh, no. So had a bunch of people here. We had uh, food. Brittany had made a bunch of food yeah. and, and an amazing spread. We did batch cocktails. Themed and, cocktails. Yeah, yeah. And so um, it was a really cool moment. It felt like the best way I can describe it is like you see these photos of famous performers like Bob Dylan playing in a, a living room back yeah. in the 60s before he was Bob Dylan, right? And you're like, oh, what an amazing experience. Or the Beatles in that underground club but there's like a 100 people in there with them. It's like, you got to be kidding me. Yes. Now, I just felt like in that moment, I was like, I'm watching something kind of mm-hmm. kind of cool. Right. And again, it was the first time that uh, he had performed this show. So it was like he was working the kinks out. Yeah. He still was reading some of it off an iPad. Yeah. And it was but, very, very, very I Robin. could see the potential. Oh, of my the God. Show, yeah. I think sure. it's going to be a really good show. Now, I was confused because it seemed like out of nowhere he popped out when the band was playing. And then all mm-hmm. of a sudden you introed him and then yeah. he popped out of your bedroom yeah but was he was he there for like a while when yeah, we all got there, there for an hour are you kidding yeah i, I didn't know that because yeah, i was I like kept, where did he come from oh that's right yeah I, I i said hey you can hang out in my bedroom if you want it's air conditioned and you can just like use that as your green room so you don't have to like mingle oh, you want to prepare yeah. you know if you're about to go on stage nobody wants to be like let me hang out and talk to strangers yeah. for an hour you yeah. know so uh yeah so i set him up in the room uh, which brings me to my my next my next point. Everyone was really behaved. No one did anything weird at the party. Now, <laughs> everyone <laughs> All was social good. graces. Were- yes, everything went great. Um, but there is that thing that we've talked on so many occasions about yes. how Ian Abramson, the comedian that I had that night, had like un- unfollowed you in your mind. You said, "I hope he dies." Then you found out he'd never followed you. Correct. Well, you didn't. You just thought he unfollowed you. I thought he unfollowed me during the pandemic because I thought he was like he, mad at then my Then he was stuff. following me mm-hmm. and you were even more hurt because you're like, how dare you just follow one of us? Because I guess we're only one entity, yeah. not single people. I thought he had unfollowed you, Campfire Shit Show, and me as a whole because he was just done with right. us. Then he was never following us. Then he followed you. We're, I'm sorry to repeat this story. I know story. you guys can say it, this by... Listen, yeah. but, but I'm going to tell you this is why I'm This is a part again. of all of our lives now. At the end of the show, okay, after all of this, and like, then I went to his wedding and then yeah, oh yeah, yeah you yeah, went yeah. to his yep. wedding and you're like no he's the greatest after you'd wished him and his 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 future wife dead because they didn't follow you you're just lashing out it like a child it was beyond a mess yeah uh, at the end of the show and I didn't see this happening I was like cleaning up and like talking to people you mm-hmm. go into my bedroom, mm-hmm. which was his green room and his safe space. The minute that he just finished, like yeah. an hour plus uh, uh, long, yeah. sweaty, yeah. he's tired. Yeah, you walk in and you confront him alone. I cornered and he him. Can't, he can't leave because it's you know, and and you go, why don't you follow me? No, I did not say that. What did you say? Okay, so why did you go <laughs> in there? And then what did you say? Um, I really he had he used a diorama which I really like during his presentation. Mm-hmm. And I originally went in, I swear to God in my life, I went in to comment on that because I really liked the, the diorama. And 
in my head, I was thinking, don't even mention it. Don't be weird. Because a little part of me was, the vibe wasn't, it ended up not being this. But I really thought that like you or your friends were going to somehow bring it up and try to like embarrass me with him. Oh God, no, you didn't. Yes, I did. Oh, I definitely did. I thought we'd be milling around and you, I I thought you'd totally bring it up in front of me. I thought about, I thought about introducing him out as the one person who doesn't follow you. (laughs) But he would be so, he'd be like, what? He'd be like, huh? Yeah, he wouldn't get it. I didn't want to make any, I wanted it to be about his show not about us i didn't want to make it about me or you and that's where i'm a little frustrated with you because you immediately went in there and i and you made it about you well i was about to make it about the diorama but then something happened in my brain i just i can't have anything in my brain that i like know and then i can't i just say it out loud psychotic person yeah i have to say like like after hearing that that's what you chose to do, I was like, oh, she's not like I've had plenty of opportunities. Well, maybe to, down the road we'll have someone to help us with our therapy and our needs. Who knows? Uh, all I can say is this. I know by listening to so many of your fucking stories that you've got a you're a couple clicks off, right? Yeah. But in a good way. Yeah. Usually. In a, like you're I crazy, said, yeah, but no I, way, but, I love you. Yeah, yeah. In a but way that, that can suit me. But, but hearing that infuriated me to a degree that I don't think I was able to oh communicate God. with you. Because, okay. Okay, so I'm going to tell my, what happened. Wait, wait. From my perspective, though. Yeah. You came into my house. Mm-hmm. I invited you. He came down for this thing. He is my guest. We are his guests. And in that moment, right, you took it upon yourself to make it about what you're not getting. Totally. And you made him uncomfortable, even if you think you didn't. I probably did, yeah. Then he's like, then that to me is like, God damn, they're crazy. So See, I, that girl they're is crazy. crazy. He's my new pronoun. <laughs> <laughs> when it, only when I'm getting in trouble, I'm with they. <laughs> the rest of the time, it's me. Um, no, I went in and I said, I really, I said, I really like your show, which is the absolute truth. And then he, we were talking a little bit, and I think he even said something like, if you have feedback, you know, talk to a few people or whatever, or just like, I love your feedback. I'm like, okay, give me a few days and a few people and I'll talk sure. to them. And cause I, th- I thought he was also looking for, sure. for some of our feedback. So then I said, something's really funny on our show. We joke about how you don't follow me and you yeah. follow Bo. And then yeah. I put it under. It's so funny. And then immediately he went <laughs> to his phone. He's like, are you kidding? And then he followed me. And then to make it even better, which is why we love him so much. He's like, now I'm going to unfollow Bo. Right. So then he unfollowed you, which I don't care about. Which I don't, I don't need him to unfollow you. Of course you don't. Of course you don't. Yeah. And that doesn't make <laughs> me like, feel I don't any care better. that you unfollowed Bo. I'm just glad that you're following me and you made me feel like I'm okay. It's and like, then I went to, uh, back into the room and I feel like our friends, some of our friends, looked at me kind of like oh no what did you just do because i think some of our people like saw me go beeline into the bedroom yeah to say hi to him and yeah. then it well, was weird. you know you're crazy yeah and now i know you can't be trusted in situations like that so true why would i invite you, you i them? don't need to be invited it's okay perfect yeah i'm good also, i can see bob dylan also i unfollowed you yeah right. i don't think you noticed but i did now okay you want to check it no i don't care <laughs> <laughs> Um, we have a camper of the week because we haven't done one in yeah, a really switch long it up. time. Okay. Well, let's switch it up from your crazy to someone else's crazy. Okay, this is a good one. Roll call! And now it's time for the camper of the week. Okay, I have one from Lisa. Hey, Lisa. Lisa S. We say Lisa like that. Lisa. 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 Not Lisa Simpson. It's like, it's like she's from Barcelona. Barcelona. <laughs> she's Lisa. actually from San Mateo. Okay. I, I know this, Lisa. Okay. She wanted to write. This is a good one. Um, <laughs> what kind of person would you like to be reincarnated as? Ooh. And she and I was asking for more, and then she left it open for our interpretation. Hmm. What kind of person would you like to be reincarnated yeah, as? If it is, if we are, if, if reincarnate are gonna, is a thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
that is a good question. And immediately I'm like, what would I want? I would want to be a more amplified version of myself, to be honest. I mean, I don't, I like what I'm capable of doing Mm -hmm. in most situations, but it would be nice to be, I mean, this is going to, this is going to turn existential. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, maybe I could be that person if I just tried harder, you know? Yeah. But it's like, um, it's hard in this lifetime. You think about someone who has the real ability to make major change in the world in a positive way. Hmm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. That's so funny. Mine is so laughably different than that. But we'll... Oh, well, why don't you go first? Okay. Mine would be the type of girl that can wear like white jeans. <laughs> You're just like someone that could impact world hunger and climate change. Like an Instagram model? If we think like... of, um, maybe maybe like I have in mind, she, she has her own things, whatever, but my my one of my best friends, Megan, uh-huh. who like is kind of the girl that, has the co- uh, sorority girl mixed with, like someone that can wear white jeans and keep them clean and not get her period all over them and just like maybe like a girl be a, a that's woman like who's a put together yeah like um we saw like when you and I saw the talk with Mark Cuban his co-founder uh-huh. of of his app is this woman who is like looks like a shark like she's very has a sleek haircut and is very put together sure and it's I'm it's I'm so confused on like what it takes for someone to wake up and like put all that effort well into I how think they look. I think they're part of that you know when you see these people. Sometimes it's hard work, right? Mm-hmm. People are in the gym two hours a day and they're, 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 they're getting doing like a makeup or and they're doing their hair and that takes time and effort, right? Mm-hmm. And then sometimes it's really good genes and not, not like, the white not, genes, not the yeah. white genes, but like good DNA. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and sometimes it's a little bit of both. But I think ultimately you can have that if you wanted it. Yeah, I would just have to. But you have to change. But can you describe Here's today? I'm wearing Here's like an thing. ice cream t-shirt. And a- anybody will tell you. Anybody tell you. Say like, if you want to make a change, you can do it. It just takes time it and effort, right? It starts with the person but in the mirror. with that, yeah. Man in the mirror. Hi. I could wear white jeans. But people say that and not realize. And, and this is not me making an excuse. Okay, mm-hmm. but the the reason that you are who you are in all of its ways is because the time you spend on the things that you spend on, right? Yeah, it's easy for someone who, and I'm again, I'm not making excuses because like I definitely want to like become the next better version of myself physically, mm-hmm. but like I do think the people who I know who are dedicating their time to anything, whether it be an art form or uh, physicality, and they make a choice every day to do that yeah but then they're not i mean a lot of people i meet who are in amazing shape will talk to me and go like i don't understand how to be creative right right it's you're flexing whatever muscle that is and you cannot be i don't think you cannot be amazing at everything Mm -hmm. and so this person has dedicated their life to probably being in shape looking like you know attractive yeah and then like good at business yeah but I mean, I challenge like, are they a good girlfriend or a good right. mother or a good daughter or yeah. whatever it is, right? It's like, I've said this so many times, like, do you think Steve Jobs was a good husband? Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. Because he was so dedicated to this other muscle. And he right? was a fruitarian at some point. He only ate fruit. Yeah. Well, that worked out. Um, no, it didn't. I think he, did he die of like pancreas cancer or something? Yeah. Or, and, yeah. and I think he even said at the end, he's like, I should have gotten... Medical state. treatment in a different way sooner. Oh shit! I really? Yeah, he tried to do a he tried to do the oh the very natural, holistic mm-hmm. way, and then he's like, yeah, I probably shouldn't have. I probably should have changed that sooner. Damn! And his version of white jeans was a black mock net, <laughs> but it was, which I wouldn't want that either. Black turtleneck is the new white jeans. It is, yeah. So I think I've always maybe that would be someone as reincarnated. I don't want to reincarnate though because I 
I don't want other parents or friends or anything. Like I think I this I want to be done with this with my human experience as this. Uh, what would I'm you done. then? Okay, so come back as an animal. Yeah, maybe like an ant eater, like a sea slug or something. Because I'm mm. scared that I don't want to I don't want to do a human again. Hmm. And I, but I also don't think that reincarnation is real. No. No, but I think I just want to be done. Do you believe in God? <laughs> this is a lot. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, we're I talking him about in Ian we're, 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 we're talking about uh, reincarnation, right? Yeah. So it's like, no, do you I believe don't. in God? If no, you, but if, I, I believe okay. in like this is very California. Let me okay. get out my crystal. I believe in like kind of universal forces. Okay. I'm open to that, but I don't think of like a bearded white man God. I honestly don't care what you believe. I mean, I'm not. Li- listen, nobody knows. I don't think there's like you a, can a you can without a deity. doubt say to everyone like yes, I believe in God. I know it's true. I know it's but no, you don't. You just believe it, and that's okay. Yeah. And I want you to. I want you to believe in what you want to believe in. I believe that as long as you don't aren't hurting people, then have the belief that you want. If you want to marry your dog, I don't care. Oh, doesn't hurt me. Doesn't hurt me. Marry, marry your dog. I don't care. You'd have to officiate our wedding. Yeah. <laughs> Do you this cedar box of ashes take marriage? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but I maybe also believe in possibly like not angels, but maybe like spirits or spirit guides mm, you or something in like that. Yeah, I'm open to that for See, sure. I don't know what to believe. Not with that. Like, maybe not the the spooky shit type of ghost, but definitely some type of like yeah. I think that maybe our matter or our soul is like it can cross over to different realms. I'm open to it. So you think of there's a multiverse sort of yeah, thing, and that sometimes people get trapped in this one. Yeah, I think there's other dimensions for sure. Like, like an interstellar where it's like there's this time thing. I haven't seen that yet, but you I haven't it a Stanley Kubrick film. No, it's what's a, the one that was like he traveled. It's beyond like space for a million. Is it like called space something? I don't the know. The Stanley Kubrick film where uh, he 2001 tra- Space Odyssey. Yeah. And he, t- he gets mad at the box or something. <laughs> That's what I want to come back. Reincarnated I want you to as. do movie reviews like Oh my this. God. Can I please <laughs> join in you guys? I'm like, he gets mad at a box and then goes through space. <laughs> I'm currently working on another <laughs> podcast with, uh, my friends Brittany and Ian, and we are going to do this thing called Movie Cinema Film Club, and it touches all types, and it's kind of a, a comedy-based podcast, so I will fill you guys in when that comes out. That would be so much fun. Okay, wait, I want to hear yours is just someone that could cure world hunger, because then no. that ties into a, a s'more that I have, too. Oh, so, yeah. uh, so you need me to answer that way, so we can, so we can segue? Yeah. <laughs> can you segue for me? No, I just think, um, okay, so I have to be reincarnated as another person. I would say it would be... Uh, someone who, gosh, I don't know whose whose entire life is traveling, and oh, don't say who I think you're going to because it's going to be my s'more. I, okay, well, like yeah. an Elon Musk or something. No, I don't know who you're thinking. It doesn't matter. He you just now. you just want to get to your point. Let's just get to your point. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. We'll take an Anthony Bourdain. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. I mean, he had a he, he seemed like he had a a good thing going for a while. Yeah. I don't think it ended well, did it? Mm, no, not kidding. until they killed him. Oh the God, they didn't kill him. Well, I thought maybe they did until I saw his recent documentary, mm-hmm. and then now I think he really did suffer from depression and he yeah, killed himself. Clearly, clearly. And that was going to be my s'more. Uh, you're, okay, so we're going into a s'more now. Yeah. Let's go into a okay. s'more. Jesus. <laughs> this is a, okay. Okay. See my boo and you my bow, and now it's time for a little bit s'more. So my s'more is is the film that I've been waiting to have you watch so we could talk about it. Okay. Um there was one so it's called Roadrunner, I think. Is that it's called Roadrunner. Yeah, and it's a it's the 
it's the documentary by CNN. I, I, I love the way you say documentary. How else you say it? Documentary? Yeah. Where's the T? Documentary. Doc- I don't know. Documentary? Yeah. Okay. So it is it by CNN or uh, it's put out by oh, some entity that uh, definitely has like a... I don't know. Ski- CNN had a lot of shit to do with him. Okay. He had a show on that, but I don't think it was put out by them. I, I don't know. I thought it did a very good job of telling his beginnings. I didn't know like to the extent of all of his... Um, like how he got into going from a, a cook sure. or a chef to traveling. Like I thought that was really good. Sure. It also I thought was very honest about the people about how tough he was to to work with. Like yeah. you know they talked to his production company and they seemed like they had a um, they were honest about what it was like. What I didn't like is that I thought it was very skewed towards it was like too much of his relationship. The last relationship towards the end that people sure. say they that like kind of killed him or you know she. Did See, that, that's where I, I 100% disagree. And the only reason I will even talk about this film is because all this information is out there in the world. We already know that he committed suicide. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a lot of people just said, oh, he was a depressed person and that's the why he killed himself. I think the way this movie portrayed that last part of his life in this relationship where he was like, probably got a little pep in his step by getting into a new relationship and thinking like, Oh my gosh, I feel creative and I feel like I've already done so many things and I'm repeating myself over and over and over again. How many times can you like eat noodle soup and whatever? And then how many times can you do a TV show where it's like, and now we go to this country and we do this thing and we meet this person and that's inspiring. But like after so much inspiration by so many different people, I'm sure he's like, this is getting old to me. Yeah. It's getting old to like, if you were to do the same job and, go to so many different places and you feel like I've never had a chance to just stop and have a regular life. And, and that's, I mean, you start the machine, right? You start the machine, you think it's good. And then the machine's going and then everyone's like, yeah, you can't stop the machine. Right. And then it seemed, but then it was almost tragic because it showed that he did have a normal life at some point. He had like a daughter and he was barbecuing like a normal person. Yeah, but he wanted more. Exactly. And he, he wanted, wanted more and more. he had that itch. And, yeah. yeah. And he, his popularity was re- growing. And, and then it's like, again, you get on that, you get on that machine and it's like, it's going. And then he becomes more than a man. He becomes an entire uh, financial machine yeah because these companies that are hiring him that are putting out shows are like yeah this is selling like hotcakes you have to write another book right do this you have to go over here and more episodes and we're gonna bubble a contract for 12 years and things like that and it's it's like that weighs on you it just does definitely and i hated the way this film ended in the last in the third act because it it focused all about the relationship he got in it shows that he was like a loose cannon all of a sudden, mm-hmm. like he was making decisions that he never would have made, but maybe he was bored with those other decisions. And then that relationship ended and then it shows like, oh, and then because that relationship ended, he took his life. Right. It's like, That's not true. People who commit suicide, they are in a space where they feel like there's no other way out right. from their from their space. And yeah, there are things around them that that can affect it, but like that's your choice. That's not someone else's doing. Yeah. It just isn't. Right. And they had kind of painted it, yeah, that he was so upset over the news of this woman's affair. But then she was saying that they had kind of more of an open relationship than right. the movie said. And, and, so. and the fact that they didn't interview her mm-hmm. and they put it on her like it was her fault. I'm like, that's shitty. That's a shitty move from the directors. It's like, you don't put that kind of thing on somebody. Yeah. I don't think. No, it made him seem, maybe the correct term is pussy whipped at some point because he was saying like... I don't I don't think I would have liked the Anthony Bourdain of the, the, the very last part of him because he was saying that like almost that she made him go into like be such a loud um, 
voice against the Me Too movement and like stuff that normally I mean of course we know that he wouldn't want that but it seemed like he was beginning to become like a shill for that type of mm. of talk I don't know how to describe it but it seemed like towards the end he was kind of he was a little bit losing his marbles but maybe he mm. also just was standing up for what he thought was right again I just think like I mean we're talking about greatness here right like if you think about famous chefs or famous people in food mm -hmm. his name is going to come up every single time yeah. he had a lot of stake in that world and he knew he had a voice and he used that voice for what was important and even if he didn't have that voice before he met this specific person he had been educated in some ways mm -hmm. and said you know what i have a voice i can use that voice yeah you know yeah i definitely i don't know. i don't I mean, I don't fault him for that. No, but I also can't imagine the pressure of knowing that if you name a restaurant or eat there, that would like change the, I mean, that's kind of how like Guy Fieri is or something. You, you say it, you and name Jonathan it. Jonathan Gold, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. You just but, like, but that's a, that's an awesome power to have. Yeah. Right? To to wave your wand and change someone's life yeah, in, a, the in a better maker. way. Yes. And there's one spoiler, but movie-wise, I really liked, something really spoke to me. There was one scene where he, he was killing a pig. He killed a pig. And it went from like the pig's blood and then the next cut, it was like, you know, the, the his boat was like red with the pig's blood. And all of a sudden the next cut was the red of a red carpet that he was on. And I thought that was so well done. Like, I I don't know, that made to outside like in the when I was watching the movie, I was like, wow, that's a cool transition. I 100% like agree with that. That scene. You do? OK. Yeah, yeah. I saw it, too. And I was like, oh, that was a really it was it, it like that was a very powerful transition. It was a little it was it, it was so good, but it was a little like. Uh-huh. I get it. Really? You know? See, I, I haven't seen a lot but, of stuff like that. It was good. It was mm -hmm. good because it did show like he's in these two different worlds. I and love he's trying that. to fit in or be in both, but mm -hmm. it's, it's, they're so different. Right. Right. Being on the red carpet and being on the, the you know, on the, on the dock of something and like chopping a, a, an animal. Yeah. Apart. It's like, that's a big difference. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to fit in. We was just heard a, a rooster. Chicken? There we, was just a rooster. We literally just heard a rooster crow. Do you, don't you have a rooster next door? No. We. I swear in my life we just heard a and rooster. And I don't want one. I'm sorry. I'm not having no fucking rooster living in my neighborhood. I would be so excited. I'd be so it, irritated. I would invite him over. Every morning at 5 a.m. Oh, that would be... <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. That's all I have. It's a short but yet powerful episode. <laughs> You're okay. why is that crazy? I just wanted to. Not, did I say it's ready. crazy? Did I say it's crazy? No, no. But what are you gonna follow it up with? You're really an exemplary human being. No, your ability, you're, your ability to like transition out of yeah. anything is so. I'm just real. It's I'm done. It's so cold. It's so like, whoa, what just happened? Thanks for the sex. I'm out of here. Yeah. Well, that was sex. Bye. <laughs> this episode of Campfire Shit Show was produced by Bo Hufford and Meryl Climo. It was edited by Bo Hufford, and the theme song was composed and sang by your friendly camp director, me, PB and J. If you've got a question, or you want to be the next camper of the week, email us at campfireshitshow at gmail.com. Say hi to Bo and Merrill on Instagram at campfireshitshow, and please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. Well, kids, it's time to pack up the camp and put out the fire. But don't you worry. We'll see you soon on another episode of the Campfire Shit Show.